I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. For several years now, European leaders have sought to solve the current economic crisis there through austerity. Their mantra has been reduce spending to reduce debt. But European voters said over the weekend, enough already with the austerity. In Greece, election results risk unraveling Europe's austerity-based bailout of the country. We'll hear more on that in a few minutes. First, we turn to France, where new President François Hollande is getting ready to take power now. He wants to spend more to stimulate growth. And a majority of French voters agreed with him. The world's Jerry Haddon has more. The headline today in the left-leaning French newspaper, Liberation, is just a single word, normal. That's a reference to President-elect Hollande's modest, every-guy style. It could also be interpreted as a wish, a wish to return to normalcy, to the way things used to be in France before the crisis. In his victory speech last night, Hollande tried to reassure French voters. Ce soir... This evening, there are not two Frances that are facing each other. There's only one France, only one nation gathered with the same destiny. But France is not alone, and to get out of the economic crisis, it must act in concert with its 26 co-members in the European Union. Riding a wave of public indignation over spending cuts, Hollande has vowed to make growth his priority, not austerity. Last night, he alluded to his pledge to spend more public funds on, among other things, hiring tens of thousands more school teachers. Priority for education, the school of the Republic, will be at the heart of my involvement. Hollande supporters, the majority of Frenchmen, hail his vision. But while lame-duck President Nicolas Sarkozy was congratulating Hollande, his conservative UMP party, likely to be in opposition in Parliament, is already on the attack. Secretary-General Jean-François Copé is out front. Hollande has been promising to lower the retirement age, to take on more public sector workers. Maybe this is what's necessary, he told French radio sarcastically, but I think it's a grand illusion. Hollande plans to take his spend more, grow more message on the road. First stop, Berlin. That is, to give the European construction a dimension of growth, employment, prosperity, of future. And this is what I will tell as soon as possible to our European partners, first and foremost to Germany, in the name of the friendship that binds us, in the name of our common responsibilities as well. None of this is music to German Chancellor Angela Merkel's ears. Her conception of responsibility is, first and foremost, belt tightening. Today she dug in her heels once again. She said the fiscal pact, which caps national deficits at 3%, is not up for renegotiation. 25 EU countries have signed it, she said. I consider it to be adequate. It's also a matter of principle in Europe that following elections, we do not renegotiate what's already been agreed upon. Otherwise, she said, we could not work together in Europe. But France has Europe's second largest economy and thus strong negotiating power with Germany and others. Yet what it can't control are the markets. And so far, each time a country has tried to push back against austerity over the past few years, the markets have punished them. This is Spanish Prime Minister Mariano Rajoy at the EU in Brussels in March telling his neighbors that Spain's deficit would be a bit higher next year than what the EU prescribed. His defiance played well at home, but it sent Spain's borrowing costs rising again, over 6% for some bonds. But there are some signs that international lenders are beginning to heed voters who've now toppled several pro-austerity governments in Europe. 
The International Monetary Fund now says it may accept some flexibility on Spain's deficit, and it's accepted a pay hike for civil servants in Romania. For The World, I'm Jerry Haddon.